Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second episode of the Traveling Chevaliers podcast. I am Craig. And I'm Jen. We'll be your host for the day. So I'm really excited about today's episode. Me too. We have a special guest joining us in just a little while that's going to talk to us about Costa Rica, a place that we've never been. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but first, we wanted to get to a couple of questions for each other. So Jen, in our travels, we've had quite a few amazing experiences that we hadn't planned on, uh, things that just kind of happened to us that were once-in-a-lifetime events, really. Uh, tell our listeners about one of those events that really sticks out to you. So when we had our trip to England, we took a day trip to Windsor, which was about a half-hour train ride from London. And we went to Windsor Castle, walked all through there, and we were trying to find the road. You, you know, the road that Meghan Markle drove down to Prince Harry for the wedding to Windsor Castle. So we're kind of fooling around, trying to figure out where that is. Mm -hmm. we, we find the road, and there's all these guards and people in yellow jackets saying event coordinators. And we're thinking, what, what, is, what is happening? Are they always here? And one of the people asked us, hey, are you going to Frogmore Estate? Said, uh, no, what's, what's happening? And we said, well, it's open three days a year. This is the last day it's open. We looked at each other saying, uh, yeah, we're absolutely going there. Show the way. <laughs> so we walked down. There's... Um, Passenger buses taking people there real quick. So we walk down the path and there's, you had to go through a security checkpoint. There's, you know, massive machine guns on these guys. I'm thinking, <laughs> what is, what are we going into here? We did not get to go in the house. You did have to book that way in advance, but we were able to walk the grounds of Harry and Meghan Markle's estate, which let me tell you what is absolutely fantastically amazing to anybody who's a royal geek like me this was insane we got to walk by queen victoria and king albert oh no he's not a king excuse me no, that's right um but queen victoria and albert's mausoleum queen victoria's mother's mausoleum which we actually mistaken thinking that they had their own chapel on the estate but it was actually a mausoleum right it was it was ridiculous it was absolutely ridiculous to see this you weren't supposed to take photos we absolutely took a selfie in front of their house how do you not when you're there but I just leaving yourself open for any possibility while you're traveling is just key and keeping an open mind and looking for something that you don't expect it's just just amazing and of course you know they I don't think it's open anymore now that they yeah, have. Yeah, that's right. Now that they've cut themselves off. Yeah, anyway. I think it's fully a private residence now and you can't get there. Yeah. But it was amazing. It's open three days every single year and we just happened to choose that day to go to Windsor and we were just wandering around trying to find this iconic road and yep. And there we go. And there we go. Walked around their estate. Yep. Just, you know, got to feel like a princess for a day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a really great surprise. I'm really glad that we took advantage of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so one of the unexpected experiences that sticks out to me was also in our England trip. Mm -hmm. uh, on our last day in London, we had the afternoon free, 
we decided we were just going to kind of wander around and we didn't have anything planned for that day. And we talked about that in one of our previous vlogs, just making sure that you have some time to wander. That was so important to wander. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we're walking around and I decided that I wanted to walk on the Harry Potter bridge. Because he is a Harry Potter fan geek. I'm a fan geek. And I love him anyway. <laughs> so the any all the Harry Potter fans out there know what I'm talking about. But in one of the movies, uh, the Millennium Bridge gets blown apart. And I wanted so to... So naturally, we walk across it. Of course, obviously. Hoping it blows up, <laughs> clearly. So we walk across it and we took pictures on it, of course, because, you know, I'm a geek and that's fine. And we found ourselves on uh, London's South Bank. And we were right near the Globe Theater. Which is Shakespeare's Globe Theater. That's right. Not the original, of course. It's burned no. down at least once. Probably more than that, I think. Yeah, probably. Everything uh, burns in England. Right. Yeah. But anyway, there was a show getting ready to start. And there were just people everywhere. And so we decided we're just going to spend some time on that side of the river. It's a bit touristy, but I think sometimes you need... You need the touristy yeah. sometimes. Yeah, touristy doesn't bother us too much. No. Yep, so, so we're walking along this paved path along the Thames, and there are people everywhere. There's uh, food vendors everywhere. There's artists selling their stuff everywhere. There's street, street performers. performers. Yeah, remember that one big dance group? There must have been like eight or ten people yeah. in this dance group, and they would pull people in from the crowd, and... They were really good. Acrobats doing crazy contortions that I just can't even imagine. Um, so we're walking along, and on the left side of this paved path, just across from the Thames, is a park. And inside the park, there were huge, huge video screens set up. And there were chairs set out all through the park, set out in pairs. And there were people sitting down watching the big screens. And there were food trucks everywhere in the park. So we decided to grab a snack. And we, of course, wanted to sit down and see what was happening. Yes. And that is how we ended up in a crowd full of Londoners in a park, London South Bank, watching a World Cup of Cricket match on we a huge screen. We had absolutely no idea what was happening. But we cheered along anyway and had the best time it was an incredible afternoon and we knew nothing about cricket i no. even looked up the rules of cricket when we got home and i still uh, don't get it at all no. um, but it was so much fun i'm so glad that we took the time to do that and just sat ourselves down and, and enjoyed the atmosphere in that park it was yes. just great we pretended to know what was happening oh my god yes <laughs> you know, we'd look at each other and whisper, what? Yeah. We cheered when other people cheered. It was fine. Yeah, we blended. We totally blended. Absolutely. Yeah. It was great. So if you get a chance to spend any time on London's South Bank, do it. It's just an incredible, incredible atmosphere. Okay, so we have a very special guest for everybody today. Uh, our first guest, actually. So we'd like to welcome uh, Lauren Summerfield. Uh, who is a yoga instructor from the Messina Yoga Studio and who recently took a trip to Costa Rica. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me as your first guest. I'm so excited. Yay. So are we. Okay, so we're going to dive right into the questions. So tell us what brought you to Costa Rica. 
What brought me to Costa Rica, so as you guys know, I have been in long-term recovery from alcohol and substance use for, unbelievably, it's just under 13 years now. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank yes. you. Um, so I'm always looking for, as is my husband, um, things, different coping skills that don't include alcohol or anything else. So um, a few years ago, I was suffering from really debilitating anxiety. Um, it was awful. I had panic attacks over the silliest things. And um, a friend of mine, Allison Smith, started teaching yoga here in Messina. And it was something I'd always been interested in, had taken a few classes here and there, but she was offering regular classes. So that was the first time I had started a regular yoga practice. I really uh, loved it. It became a part of my life. And in um, just enjoying the classes, I also realized it was helping my anxiety hugely. So an opportunity to go to Costa Rica and become a yoga teacher kind of presented itself. And it was really funny because at first I was like, oh, I should do that. And then I was like, okay, reality, I'm married. I have three active kids. Um, is this really gonna happen? Um, and I mentioned it to my husband, he chuckled. And then a few, <laughs> but a few days later, um, I, I approached him and I said to him, I really think I need to do this. And that was the point that he was like, wow, she's really serious. So, and you guys know my husband very well. And, and at that moment he was very, very supportive mm -hmm. and was like, if you feel like this is something you need to do, then let's, let's figure this out and let's do this. Cause it was two weeks, you know, two full weeks away, um, him managing everything at the house, which he's really good at, but that's a lot to ask of a significant other. So right. I, I knew that. That's awesome. I, and I do remember the decision-making process for you going and it was, yeah, I was so proud of you. Yeah, it, I was much. really afraid. I was like, this scares the crap out of me, which almost made me want to do it more because yeah. I just felt like I was at this point in my life do something extremely scary and get mm -hmm. through it, and it'll be totally fine. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Can you tell us how you booked the trip and what the booking process was like for you? So the great thing about this was I had very little to do. <laughs> I made the decision, and it was um, it's kennedywilkinson.com. That's who did my training. She's a really wonderful person, um, and... I literally just had to say, okay, give my deposit. I think it was like a $500 deposit. I don't even remember exactly. And that was it. There was no thinking involved. Everything was planned for me. The only thing I did have to do was my flight. So I did have to book my flights because okay. obviously people were coming from all over the world. And um, so I just had to be responsible for my flights. And from the airport, it was taken care of. So that's really different than a lot of the trips you guys go on. I had, there was, you know, no upfront thinking. I just had to go pull the trigger and, and that was it. Nice. Yeah, that is really nice. That's the way to go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, more should be like that, right? Yes. Push the on button. Okay, so where did you stay while you were there? And would you stay there again? Yes, and I know I sent um, you guys a link, and, and maybe you can share that um, on your site. Absolutely. Sure. Yep. Um, and I don't even remember what the, because obviously it was all booked through someone else, but the house that we stayed at, it was in Tamarindo, technically, and in this um, community near Tamarindo. And it was this, like, 
I don't know, 15 bedroom house. Um, there was, and actually if anyone could rent this house, so you can go on the, um, like Airbnb or VRBO.com, rent the house. And again, we can, you know, show everyone a link to it. I think rent's like $1,200 a night. Yeah, considering I think that's you what could you said. Comfortably fit, if you were gonna take a family vacation there, five families, honestly. Um, and there, that's a pretty reasonable rate. And it, you can also, and which we did, had um, a cook there. So all of our meals were provided, wow. but you can, that is an option if you're booking yourself. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a really wonderful place. I've even looked at potentially booking it again, not something I would do with just my immediate family. That's really out of my price range. <laughs> but it was not too far from the beach. It wasn't directly on the beach, but not too far. We were about, I'll be honest, it was, um, a grueling bike ride away, but it was a bike ride away. <laughs> <laughs> so after you've been um, doing yoga all day, uh, riding a bike a good mile and a half, I would think, mm -hmm. to the beach is not necessarily preferable, but it's doable. If you were there, you could have a car, a nice, easy jaunt to the beach, but it was a really beautiful house. Yeah. Nice. nice. We'll put the link. Yeah, that. we'll definitely share that. Tell our listeners about the climate and landscape in Costa Rica. Now, I, you were in there in the beginning of September, right? Yes. So what was it like then? So apparently, um, so some of the things that I had looked up ahead of time, they have a dry season and a rainy season. Mm -hmm. And I was a little concerned because apparently September, I think, is about the start of their rainy season. Okay. When I got there, I realized, at least on the coast, I think if you're inland in the rainforests, it's a little bit different. I'm not 100% sure about that. But rainy season on the coast in September means it rains for like 30 minutes a day in the afternoon every day. So, um, That's so tough to deal with. Yeah, so I was like, this is rainy season? This is nothing. Of course, where, where we live, rainy season would mean it rains all day for five days straight. Mm -hmm. You don't see right. the sun. Um, that sometimes <laughs> happens here. But so it was really, really, the weather was beautiful. Um, I think it generally high 70s, low 80s every day, tons of sunshine, very humid. Um, there's a lot of volcanoes in Costa Rica. So if you're inland a little bit, you're seeing like this really just beautiful landscape, beautiful volcanoes. Um, and then even the coast, I mean, you guys know, there's really no comparison, at least for me, East Coast to West Coast. And I was on the West Coast and West Coast is just really beautiful. You know, it, the East Coast is just kind of like, all right, you've got sandy beaches. But the West Coast just has much more landscape, and that's true for Costa Rica as well. It's gorgeous, really beautiful sunsets, and some of the coast is nice sandy beaches, and some of, some of it is volcanic rock. Wow. There's just a, a lot of different um, aspects to the coast there. Now, I didn't realize that there were so many volcanoes in Costa Rica. That's news to me. I say 15 to 20. Wow. I think there's only like maybe one that's active that I had looked up just to kind of, you know, I, I just really like to <laughs> look that stuff up. But um, yeah, there, there's good quite to know. a few. Yeah, good to know. Yeah, so yep. maybe, I don't know exactly where that one is, but I wasn't near it. So good, yeah. Yep. Well. Cool, okay. All right, on to the next one. Did you have a chance to enjoy some local cuisine and what was that like? So for uh, yoga teacher training, a lot of them, and all of them are very different, but this one was um, vegan. 
Now, you guys know I am no vegan. <laughs> no. I love steak. I love meat. But I'm also a pretty adventurous eater. So I was really looking forward to this, you know, body reset as well. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the detoxifying um, food. It was, I mean, it was really good. Some of the people struggled with the food. If you're, you know, used to what whatever it is you eat, I will eat anything. I loved what we had available to us, a breakfast. Even some of that I've incorporated at home. We rice for breakfast every morning. There was rice with black beans and um, red pepper. And I do that with scrambled eggs now. And just a little bit of lime and cilantro in them. I love it. Um, Fresh fruit. You kind of forget that, you know, what we get for fresh fruit. Well, I mean, great, right? We have apples available to us in the fall. (laughs) But to really have that fresh pineapple and fresh mango, that was available to us, watermelon, all the time. I mean, it was always out, so if you needed a a quick snack, that's what it was. Instead of here, you know, sometimes us grabbing for those unhealthy options. So it, it it was really wonderful. Again, it was something I didn't have to think about. It was just... It was just there. Lots mm-hmm. of salad. But th- what's interesting is they don't use a lot of um, dressings. You know, like everyone there was like, where's the salad dressing? <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of eat a bowl of salad, which is was a little strange. So we improvised with whatever they had. We were, would put anything in it because <laughs> I think that's just what Americans do. Right. Let me squeeze some pineapple juice on this and some salt. <laughs> 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 Give me something yes. here. Right. <laughs> um, what village or towns did you visit, and what were the local people like? So Tamarindo is the the one town that we went to. I really honestly don't know the population. If I had to guess, I would say maybe ten to 20,000. So it's not huge at all, okay. but like a, a beach town, just a nice okay. beach town. So very touristy, you know, there's beautiful, beautiful beaches, and... Lots of little restaurants you can go to, lots of little shops for, you know, just buying souvenirs, whatever. So it's definitely very much a beach town. But we only had one day that we weren't at the house. Or, you know, we went to this one section of beach almost daily, but um, we only had one day on our own to venture out. So we really didn't, that's one thing that I would love to go back and do is, I was just going to ask you that. Mm-hmm. More doing? interaction with locals. You guys know me. I love people. I right. love talking to people. And and as much as I, there were, again, women from all over Europe and Canada and the States at this emergence, emergence. So I really got an opportunity to speak with a lot of wonderful women from all over, but not as much the locals. So okay. I'd, I'd like a chance to experience that a little bit more next. Right. So it was yeah. pretty intense training then. You were pretty busy the full two yes. weeks you were there. Yes. But I do have to say one thing I didn't try because my daughter said to me before I left, um, she was going on her own little trip to Colorado with her aunt. She was really nervous. And she told me that if I can go to Colorado by myself, then you can surf. And you guys know me. I <laughs> Surfing's maybe not really something I ever want to do. But I was like, okay, I promised her that I would. Now, I don't know if you can call what I did surfing, but I held on to the board for dear life, <laughs> and a wave did kind of take me into shore a little bit. I'd love to see a video of me that. Me too. And I, <laughs> I don't know if anyone got video, but I think there's like a, a series of still shots. <laughs> that 
it's like, killer meme. It's like, <laughs> dig those out. I'll be sure to show them to you that I laugh at. Because, yeah, I suppose, like, I surfed. And I think she was a little less than um, amused by that when I got home. Like, I don't think that's actually surfing. I was like, well, it's the closest I got. It's, it's close enough. You absolutely did it. <laughs> uh, what surprised you about Costa Rica? Um, I would say, again, I was super surpri- surprised by the climate. Because, again, rainy season. Yeah. But another thing that surprised me was their roads um, and driving. So I didn't drive at all. We just took a shuttle. But I learned that, like, if you ever see videos of people on either mopeds or motorcycles and they're carrying, like, a stack of wood, two children, and an umbrella, (laughs) chances are it could have been taken in Costa Rica. I Everyone has like a moped or a motorcycle there. It's just really easy for travel and the roads are crazy and people are swerving. It was nuts. I was, every time we went in a vehicle, which it wasn't often, but I felt like, oh my God, we're going to hit somebody. And, or the, everything that that person is carrying on their moped is coming crashing down. They have amazing balance. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was, a little like oh wow that's where people do that but it's here it's here but um other than that i was just really excited to be there and um just taking it all in right like i think i love that people do things differently than we do Mm -hmm. and i have an appreciation for that wherever i go Uh, so we kind of covered this a little bit already about what you would do differently next time and what did you learn did you want to expand any more on that or do you know one thing that I regret so on top of me not drinking any alcohol <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't um drink any caffeine anymore and coffee is huge in Costa Rica oh, yeah, and all they had available at the retreat was caffeinated coffee and when you are sweating bullets every day the last thing I wanted to do was take on because I was worried I was going to get dehydrated I was like, no, I'm not going to drink any coffee. But I do feel a little regret that I didn't try Costa Rican coffee. I mean, that's what they're known for. It's huge for them. Um, The other thing, and actually I should have mentioned this on the last question, something that does surprise me is um, the Costa Ricans live a life of, they call it Pura Vida, pure life. And so everything is very chill there. Um, If you schedule a shuttle you might not want to count on it being on time because they call it Tico time. They're all on Tico time. So you might want to schedule. I not function well at Tico time at all. (laughs) Maybe going in, I would be okay. (laughs) I am with you. I like to, I'm very like, okay, regimented. Okay, if we're going to be here, I want to be, know that we're going to be here. So you do have to kind of get used to that. The the people there are very chill and and that's just how it is. So if you do need to be somewhere, get there well in advance, but schedule that shuttle way early. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I think we know the answer to this. Would you go back? I've actually, I don't know if you guys know this, I have tried to plan a family vacation back there, but I think you guys have had a little too much influence on the rest of my family, and they <laughs> want to go to Europe first. Yay! Um, so there's a little bit of a battle in my house of whether we're going to go to Costa I was literally ready to pull the trigger on booking a house, and I was like, guess what? I'm going to do it, Sean. Look. And he looked at me kind of disappointed, and I was like, why are you 
disappointed. Like, who would be disappointed for a wife <laughs> booking a trip to Costa Rica? And then he goes, well, and then he kind of, it was like picture explained to all my kids and they're just pointed looks. And it's like, what? And they're like, well, you would have had to go to Europe. And I was like, I cannot believe you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm outnumbered and they really, really want to go to Europe. So I think that's going to be our next one. But um, honestly, I would, I'd love to spend an extended period of time in, in Costa Rica. I think I love their lifestyle. Mm -hmm that really relaxed atmosphere and sometimes you know when I'm like what am I doing here what are we doing what are we doing yeah. with our lives you know yeah. I, I imagine just going away to Costa Rica and um, you know expatting and, and yeah. just living a really simple life I don't know if that will ever happen maybe in retirement we'll do that but yeah right. well we think the same thing in, in Europe Absolutely. Just, I, I think everywhere outside the United States does have a different outlook at life and how to live it and you know they just embrace life I think rather than living on a schedule like we do here yeah it's just you know live your life it's yeah so much I more. think the, the view of success is different elsewhere Absolutely. in the world than it is here That's in the a, United States a really good point you know what we consider important and like you said that that regiment that we have as Americans is just you don't realize it until you go somewhere else and you're like maybe there is a little bit of a different way to do this right. that might work out better yeah, yeah. And, and you know i i just want to point out to our listeners right now too that lauren at one time wouldn't even go to canada it would be a debilitating fear mm -hmm. to even go to canada yes. so i think for you to overcome that fear and go to costa rica is i think for our listeners that are afraid to travel outside the united states listen she <laughs> She did this by herself. by herself. No, you know, she yeah. did not have her spouse or partner with her. No, there and were there were a couple other friends that did go too. So we should say that, but still, but still, yes. that's a yeah. That's to not have your your normal support system support yeah. system with you. Yeah, this was huge. This is an yeah. incredible trip, and you don't regret it. You had a great time. Oh, and wonderful! It's just travel. I think does open up opens up so many things and awakens you i think yeah so i'm absolutely I'm so happy yeah. for you i'm so proud you. of you very We're so happy that you came and talked with us today We're so <laughs> happy about that thank you for having so, me this was so nice so we do want uh, before we go we want you to be able to let people know how they can find you and connect or inquire about yoga so if you could. Yeah, I am currently, uh, I teach classes at Messina Yoga Studio. So we have a fairly new website, MessinaYogaStudio.com. Um, there's myself. I teach hot yoga, which is a Bikram style class. I teach yin yoga. One of my favorites that I've started teaching recently is yoga to tweens because they're like the most fun group ever. Mm -hmm. um, and there's several other teachers there. Obviously, it's a little bit of a challenge right now with the pandemic, but we're doing everything we can to make it as safe as possible. There's only three um, in-person students at one time right now per class. Um, but we, we love what we do. We're all really excited to offer this <clears throat> and we are in the process of Allison Smith is the owner. She's a really amazing person. She's awesome. My, yes. My mentor, yep. I would call her and she just bought a new building downtown. So we're going to be so relocating exciting. 
to 69 Main Street in Messina um, whenever she, God bless her, gets that space <laughs> renovated by herself pretty much. But she's amazing like that. So we're I'm so fortunate to, to be able to uh, teach there and just very grateful for this opportunity really landing in my lap. So That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. You know, and we should say we have taken one of Lauren's classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys yes. did a yin yeah, we class. Did. Yeah. Yep, very, very enjoyable. So uh, we will post for everybody on our blog, uh, the website, uh, to be able to get in touch with Lauren or anybody at the Messina Yoga Studio. And uh, thank you so very much thank for joining us today. You. It was great listening to you talk about your uh, recovery journey through yoga and your trip to Costa Rica. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, guys. Thank Appreciate it. Okay, so that just about does it for us. But first, Jen, why don't you tell everybody what we have coming up or who we have coming up on our next podcast? So on our next podcast, we have our friends John and Brandy Monticelli joining us to talk about Mexico and their trip there. And I believe they've gone there as a couple and with their family. That's correct. So I think we'll touch a little bit on both. That'll be a great perspective on a couple's trip and a family trip. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that. Thank you, as always, for listening to us today, everybody. Uh, You can follow our podcast. We're now on Apple iTunes and Apple Podcast. Uh, And don't forget to subscribe to our blog at www.thetravelingchevaliers.com. And always uh, remember to never stop planning. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Bye, everybody. (laughs) 